Thank you for joining me in my hen house. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you. Welcome back to episode two of the first three weeks. These episodes are so much fun, and I hope as you hear our story, you're inspired to remove the shame that might have been in your relationship with infidelity, or to reach out to the women in your circle. Y'all let me know what you think about episode two. intention of starting a family so it wasn't it wasn't really getting pregnant was not like a a salvage or marriage kind of thing it was like we're getting married we're going to start a family this is going to be our identity because we both identified like our weaknesses and kind of like some broken places in our lives and we were like okay well the way we make this better is we make a family together and we become whole together and then one of us became whole, me. <laughs> the other did not. And so um, so we got pregnant on the honeymoon. Uh, I lost that baby on my birthday. Um, I will say of all the pregnancy reveals I did for my family, that one was my favorite. Wait, you had a miscarriage? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I had a miscarriage on my birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Theodore's like, a rainbow baby. He is a rainbow baby. Aww. Um, Wait, what's a rainbow baby? Rainbow baby is the baby that you have after you've had a miscarriage. But, like, it was so heart-wrenching. Like, I love that. I had just done my pregnancy announcement with the moms. Was it Disney-themed? No. Um, <laughs> it's a small world. It's a small thing after all. <laughs> Six hours later, I still was still not in the a sponsor ER. <laughs> yet. Oh, yeah. So, like, you you have to get through like a recovery process after you have a miscarriage, and so, like, even after the miscarriage, we're like, okay, we're gonna wait a little while, and then we're gonna try again. Mm-hmm. And so, I lost that pregnancy in July. Um, I found out I was pregnant with Theodore. January 6th. So you had Theodore, who is as cute as a button, let me say. He's the cutest ginger this side of the Mississippi. And the most opinionated little two-year-old I've He's ever funny. seen in my life. He has a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> about life, yes. He is very opinionated, like his mother. Mm-hmm. He is. <laughs> so then when we got pregnant with Constance, so to like further answer your question, uh, Constance was not a salvage, like, I... She wasn't planned. Like, both mm-hmm. of my kids... So, here's the thing. Both of my kids were very much wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted these babies. I wanted a family. Um, neither one of them was planned. That's, it happens. That's why they're 15 months apart. Um, I wouldn't do it any other way. Twins might have been easier. <laughs> I don't know. Two terrible twos? That'd be a lot. Well, I've been a nanny for multiples. 
Oh, you're great with your kids. So, well, I had triplets as a... I had triplets as a nanny, and then I had twins plus one. That scares me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do that. There's pros and cons to, like, having them all at one time and then having them separate. But all of that to say, like, both of my kids were very much wanted. Yeah. And so... It wasn't so much that being pregnant with Constance was going to save our marriage, Mm -hmm. but her birth, um, we had both kind of put a lot of expectation on that. Like, her birth was going to be the moment to draw us closer together as a couple. Um, Because if you ever go through birth with someone... Nope. It is a very... um, it can't help but bring you closer together. Mm-hmm. Very unifying experience. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have children, but I'm guessing that's what you're going to My plan is yeah. to adopt Let Me State. So when I said nope, that was because of that. I'm not. I just felt the need to make sure that's known. <laughs> I mean, however you get your family. Is yeah. You get your family. But Agreed. Um, there is something very special about birth, and it can either bring you together or push you apart. And we yeah. didn't make it to her birth. And he, I mean, he did contact me in the time that you were pregnant. And he, now, you say that it was not a way to save your marriage. He had very different thoughts. I'm sure. Because he said that it was, they were having, we were having this baby because it's what we need for our marriage to save it. And we just found out it's a girl. And she's due, was she due on his birthday? I know her birthday is on his birthday. She was due. That was always her due date. Okay. Yeah. And so he saw that as a sign. So at that moment in time was, and I mean, you know, the best of your abilities. Was he acting more like a friend towards you, Lauren? We had multiple conversations. Um, most of the time they were us just talking as friends. There were instances in our conversations where he knew I was in a relationship. Um and he would straight up ask me, do you think you made a mistake? And I would ask him to reiterate. And I'm like, what are you asking me? And he would ask me, do you think you've made a mistake in the relationship you're in? And I was like, why are you asking me this? And he goes, because I think I made a mistake. And I was like, okay. And he said, do you ever think we were just the right people at the wrong time? And I told him no. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't, I wasn't going to go back through what I went through before. And knowing, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're a married man. You're married. You have a child. You have another child on the way. Why are you talking to me like this? Mm-hmm. Because I am a girl's girl. Right. And I ain't doing that. Clearly, because here we are. I ain't doing that. Right. I ain't no homework. So it's almost like he put you on the back burner. He's like, I'm going to keep Lauren around, but he. That should have been your first son, girl. But I was also 23, 24 years old, and I just didn't care. Someone was giving me attention, and somebody who was very good at giving you attention. Yeah, he is very good at giving attention. And I didn't care. I think that's the other thing. So, like, one of your original questions was, Mm -hmm. what surprised you? So, I'm older than everybody. Mm -hmm. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm 31 now. I'm just now finding this out. But, um, yes, he okay. did. <laughs> so, it wasn't a significant number, but it was enough for me to be like, wait a minute, what? So I thought he was my age. No. And. Y'all, he's a baby. He's, he's 18 months younger than my youngest sister. And he's like. He's a child. It, and it shows. Um, and that was fine. Uh, 
so then when I'm like interacting with the other women who've shown up in our story, um, I kind of expected that to be a bigger deal than it is because I'm the oldest. Well, he also had a tendency to lie and say that none of us could have children either. Right. <laughs> Would y'all say he had a type? Yes. I I got the blonde down. Me too, I blonde. Did, but I was not blonde when he met me. Were you blue then? She was blue. I'm like the opposite of the type. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I fell into the type. Because I didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. I, I ran a bar. Like, I was in food service. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't meet the type. Mm. I had blue hair and five tattoos. I feel like that's a very, like, for people people who are cheaters and, you know, do this very serially. Is that a word, serially? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to make sure. I feel like they normally have a type, but then there's always a wild card. Mm-hmm. And, Nicole, you were that wild card in that sense. But, Mm -hmm. Lauren, you were... Oh, I definitely fell into the type. Mm -hmm. You were one of the many... Blonde hair, blue eye. Cereals. Yeah. Blonde (laughs) hair, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Two degrees. Like, yeah. I fit that type to a T. Yeah. Money? Was money a big thing, you think? So, I always had the feeling that he did not want a strong, independent woman. Because I was more successful than he was, and I don't think he liked that. I think he wanted to be the breadwinner in a situation. Which is funny, because both of y'all are very strong, independent women. So, did you all ever actually feel like maybe it was y'all's fault? Like, when, like during your relationships? Ever a point in time when you're like, wait, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. That... From the beginning, I assumed the responsibility for everything that went awry. You did? Mm-hmm girl uh-uh <laughs> i mean i should probably preface like i didn't sort of love this human being mm-hmm. i was like 100 prints and sold out like the broken parts of me wants to love the broken parts of you and i am going to love this person until i die and so anytime something went awry i was like before i can make an accusation i'm gonna like own up to whatever thing is going wrong mm-hmm at some point, I had like I ran out of things to feel bad about and assume responsibility for because, at the end of the day, you can't control why someone cheats on you. The reason someone cheats on you is because they want to cheat on you. Yeah. Because they're not forced into it. Like no one is coercing you to do it. You consent to do that. And so, at some point, you run out of excuses of why you're assuming responsibility for someone else's sin. I bet. It took two and a half years. <laughs> took a little longer than most, but... And a few women, but it's fine. <laughs> right, seven that I know of. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I assumed responsibility for it. I'm proud of you for not. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I did. I think I got to a point, I gave him a, I gave him an out, because I was not going to sit there and be in a relationship that someone did not want to be in. I'm surprised he took it, because I gave him an out, too. Yeah, I twice. I think he took the out because of the situation he was in and he was he was literally on the way back to me from this girl. Like he just left what he could have and he was going back to what he had. So it's like, all right, well, oh, where you know, do I make this sense. move? 
that makes sense because when I made those offers, there wasn't a backup plan. I think it was, okay, here's my next move and I'm going to take it. And Mm -hmm. so, no, I don't take any responsibility for it. I don't think I did anything wrong in our relationship. Accurate. In my opinion. You both didn't do anything wrong. Let that be known. I think I was very mature in our relationship and he was the one that messed up. Yeah. I know in our marriage, I was codependent, um, but codependent because I was so sold out to wanting to be married and making it work with this human being because I loved him so much and I fought for what I had in the beginning Mm -hmm. because your first three weeks are pure cinematic. Like it's why Nicholas Sparks has a job. (laughs) It's It's so true. It's like those first three weeks, it's like you could literally be at any given point in a scene from some movie that Nicholas Sparks wrote and directed. Mm. And so then, like, when you're on the other side of it, like, when things are going awry, okay, you fight to get that first three weeks back. Mm-hmm. Because it's so worth it. Because when you're in it and it's good, it's, like, the best thing you've ever been a part of. But when you're not, it is the most agonizing thing. I could see that. I, w- I will say the three weeks thing is pretty on point. Because I remember... When we first made that move into, like, being more than friends, I can remember driving to Charleston, being on the phone with Becca, and Becca had been on the phone with him, and he was already talking about wedding rings, and I was like, huh? Oh, I forgot about Yes. She was on the phone with him, and I was on my way to Charleston, and we, did we three, I think we three-way called, and they were talking about wedding rings. Oh, yeah, we put you quiet on the phone. Man, we were sneaky. Yeah. Y'all were so stinky. (laughs) Wait, did you say stinky? I meant sneaky. But the rush of like, okay, you just met this person. He's in love with you. He wants to buy you a ring. That's what every girl wants. That's like what it it is. I think it's pretty exclusive to the South, though. Um, You know, you're just sold to this idea of like being married and being picked. Yeah. And then it's not like, it's not a subtle being picked in the first three weeks. It's like... It's being love bombed. Like it's like you are it's the put, one. It's put, it puts you on a he puts you on a pedestal. Like our second date, he just after our second date, he just didn't leave. Like that mm-hmm. it it was gold. Like it's like I had waited my whole life for this. Yeah. And then like and when and two when I met him, I had like he waited until I filed my divorce papers to ask me out. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't like there was this wait time, but it right. was like, I filed for divorce, got on eHarmony, four days later we went on a date. Like, that was the time frame. Is that how y'all met? No, y'all met on No, because he was the That's delivery right. guy. He was the delivery driver for, Yeah. he was our beer guy. Mm-hmm. If you are new to the show, you might not know that we were on food stamps in 2018. Being on food stamps can be an overwhelming experience. To help listeners who might be starting a journey on food stamps or for listeners who just don't feel like doing their own grocery list, I have released my free food stamp guide. This is a free download available on the site to help women and families who are on food stamps learn the skill of how to make meals last and also for reader listeners who just don't want to do food prep. So go to the site, nicolesenhouse.com and click on the free guide at the top.
guys, and anyway, we'll have to take turns here because I know, I feel like we're going to have a bit of a story time. But how did you meet y'all's significant other, mutual significant other? I guess I can <laughs> call it like that. I do have a significant other. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a married girl. I am. All right, Lauren, let's mutual ex. No, let her go first. Oh, okay. Nicole. Nicole. Oh, our introduction was pure effing magic. Like, he, I was running my restaurant that I started with my family. Um, I was behind the bar because I was like the GM of the place. Like I did everything from like managing inventory, writing the recipes, like figuring out the ki- kitchen. I could like, I can still throw down in a kitchen. Um, Accurate. To <laughs> dinner serves to show. Mm-hmm. To we had 28 beers on tap and 17 wine selections. So, and when you're in food service, like, you have your vendors for each of these things. And so, he was one of our three beer vendors. And because he was new, they gave him the worst route possible, which is my county. Um, because it's bumpy, very dark roads. This is a rural area. It was raining. I had just blown my last keg of Farmer Ted. Is that a beer? Yeah. No, um, of it. It is a vanilla, vanilla, no, it's not vanilla. Um, I forgot what it is. Um, but regardless. I can't remember. Like, I used to have all, there were 28 of them. Anyway, I had blown this last keg. He had the two that I needed on his truck. He walked in. It's pouring rain. It's November, so, like, everybody loves fall. It's the most romantic time of year. It's raining. Like, Thanksgiving is in three weeks, and that was the day we met. And that's how I got introduced to him. But because his name is so formal, I had the wrong name for him in my phone for three and a half weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Serves him right. Um, And then, like, I finally had to ask him. I was like, okay, like, but for real, what is your real name? And that's how we started talking. So, Lauren, was your way you met y'all's mutual significant other? I like calling it that. Um, special Number one special man friend? No, don't call him that. <laughs> that's, what we, no. that's what we called my husband for the longest time. <laughs> but uh, And that's a whole other story. Oh, but um, is that similar to Nicole's story? No, not at all. Oh. I met um, our mutually significant other, past significant other, um... Through a wonderful, wonderful app called Tinder. <laughs> not my finest days. Um, also not a sponsor. Also not a sponsor. No. Uh, yeah, we met through Tinder. Um, we hung out a couple times. And then he ghosted me for like a week. And after that week, he contacted me and said, basically told me he was playing a game to see if I would latch on and be crazy and try to talk to him 24-7, which I didn't because I'm not that desperate. Um Interesting thing. I was only Harmony when I met him, so I didn't have to talk to him a lot. I was talking to the seven other dudes I was talking to. <laughs> like, so nice. <sighs> and that boy, he loves to talk. Like, loves. Girl. To talk. So ever since, like, after that week, and he realized I wasn't going to latch on and be so crazy. that you weren't crazy? Yeah, that I wasn't crazy. Um... We actually just became really good friends. And we mm-hmm. were really good friends for like four or five months before we even started dating. And that was dating. through college. Yeah, I was in grad school. So that was my last semester of grad 
for after the cheating, not so great times, was forgiveness ever on the table? Like, would y'all have stayed? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Like, what? So She had a baby growing inside of her and another one already Well, here. okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I, here's something most people don't know about my marriage um, and our relationship. We almost called the wedding off. I did not know that. Yeah, May 4th. Um, there was an unfortunate incident, and I told him, I was like, you, here's the deal, like, I had been married before. I don't have to do this. I am not in a hurry to get married. And I will wait until you're ready. Um, we don't have to get married. I'm not in a hurry to do this. Like, I am really content to just be your girlfriend or be your fiance. Um, I've been a wife for five years. <laughs> like, I'm okay if I wait. And he wasn't. So we got married. And then um, we moved three and a half weeks after my son was born from Alabama to South Carolina. Two weeks after that, like November 9th-ish, like some things were going on and I just looked at him and said, you don't like me very much, do you? And he said, yeah, I love you. I said, no, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking if you like me because it doesn't seem like you don't want to be married. And if you don't want to be married to me, I am really okay with that. We can call it quits now. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And he wanted to stay. So I was willing to put in the work, but I was not going to put in the work for someone who was remorseful and guilt-stricken. I was only going to do it if he had been repentant. And so would I have stayed? Yes, if he was repentant, which he was not. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, because here we are now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And when he left, it wasn't even guilt or remorse. Yeah. So, if it if there had been repentance. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're in it and it's good, it's like the best damn thing. But when you're not, yeah, it's terrible. Like, he had he had zero remorse because he called me three days after he left and said, "I finally did it." And I was like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. There there was no repenting at that point. No. Um, for me, no. I mean, I say that now saying no. Mm-hmm. You look at me the day he left, I would have said absolutely yes. Um, I was really torn up because I felt, I don't feel like it was my fault, but I was very, I, I don't want to say ashamed, but I kind of was ashamed because everybody around me warned me about it. Everyone saw it but me, and I did not want to listen to anybody else. I think all of the guests at my wedding knew, like, oh, this is going to hurt real bad in a couple of years. Well, and it, like, <laughs> I can remember, like, my best friend was like, this is not going to work. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Henhouse, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Henhouse. As always, cheering for you 